0: MMA without refs would be pretty much total chaos. I mean, we're not talking Mel Gibson shooting officers during the colonial wars chaos, but with no one to break up the action, or I mean, even to enforce the rules, well, you're basically in street fight territory at that point. For the most part, they do a stellar job. I mean, let's face it, it's not exactly an easy one. Even when they do have a good night, often the combined anxiety and terror of being responsible for essentially saving another human's life in front of an audience of millions is not something I think I'd ever really want to do. But of course, for every good call a ref makes there's also a bad one, and sometimes they Really overstep their boundaries, leading to some rather puzzling decisions. Again, honestly, I'm not even surprised this happens given how little margin for error there is in, you know, the intensely fast-paced action of MMA. But that being said, mistakes happen. Today's list, however, is focusing on the absurdity of these calls and the justification behind them. When refs have really overreached or overstepped their boundaries, which by the time we reach the end of this top 10, you'll see has led to some of the most bizarre calls of all time. I'm Balien from MMA on point, and this is the top 10 ref overreaches. In MMA Number ten, Steve Mazzagatti Diaz Lola One. This fight is on many people's list as one of the most historic barn burners ever. It was two young, hungry, superbly talented prospects duking it out for the first time at UFC 47. And the fact that it was a stand-up war was surprising enough for everyone. Diaz was known only as a jits guy coming into the fight. But after he twatted Robbie a few times with a couple of good punches, the crowd roared up into a frenzy and a trading war began on the feet. Nick, in true Stockton fashion, wasn't content with just rattling shots off the side of Robbie's head and decided to use a little psychological warfare, mainly trash talk. What motherfucker? Stockton. Where you App. All the classic Diaz lines, okay, which all preceded a slap and then a stiff one-two. Nick carried on drawing, but it was at this point, bizarrely, that Steve Mazagai decided to reprimand Nick and shouted at him, Watch your mouth, no talking. First of all, Robbie's looking a little wobbly, he's just been cracked, these guys are exchanging and you're really going to just interrupt the action to tell them to stop talking. Of course, Nick's taunts are all part of the strategy to get Robbie to overcommit so he could land that check lead hook, and he does eventually, but you know, these guys can talk. The unified rules came into effect at UFC 28, no abusive language is certainly in there, but as Rogan pointed out on the broadcast, no talking is certainly not a rule. This was pretty much a foreshadowing of what the Maz's refereeing career would become, a dude that basically makes up his own rule. Rules. Number 9. Mark Goddard, Usman vs. Woodley After Usman 30%ed his way up the welterweight rankings, he eventually got a title shot against champ Tyron Woodley at UFC 235. Mark Goddard was a ref for this one, and due to, well, a lot of inaction, he had to separate the two opponents on more than one occasion. Three, in fact. In the fourth round, after a prolonged period of Kamaru just basically holding top position in full guard, Mark stood up the action, and as he separated, the two men told Usman, This is a fight. Immediately, this drew a reaction from the commentary booth. Rogan questioned, what does that mean? And his surprise was pretty much echoed by the entire MMA community, along with a few of its media members. Now, Kamaru was clearly winning this fight. I mean, it was more one-sided than capturing Alpha Bravo and Charlie in a game of domination. But some felt that Mark's use of words might influence Kamaru to behave differently when perhaps he didn't need to. Good old Goddard took to Twitter afterwards, however, he did a five-point breakdown explaining why he made the call he did, and also acknowledged that the exact wording he used of it's a fight was not correct. And I'm not a ref, so I'm not exactly in a place to argue, but he also apparently was replying to Usman, who had asked, why are you standing us up? Mark responded, it's a fight. Still, given the context at the time, it certainly became a point of contention. Ultimately, though, Usman smashed Woodley, and no amount of stand-ups would have changed that. Number eight, Herb Dean, Bisping versus Anderson. Ooh-wee! Boy, did this contest get complicated quickly. If you haven't seen the match between UK MMA legend and Count Michael Bisping against one of the GOATs, Anderson Silva, it's a pretty good fight. Lots of back and forth with two war-grizzled veterans pulling out every tool in the box to get the job done. With 15 seconds left in the third, the two were exchanging and Mike's mouthpiece slips out. Now, he immediately points this out with a good 13 seconds on the clock. Herb acknowledges, walks over to grab it, and all the while Anderson still has Mike up against the cage trying to finish the fight. They break from a tight clinch and given that now there's a bit of space between them, Bisping points at Herb and asks for his mouthpiece. Anderson decides to take advantage of this newfound space and just launches into a flying knee that lands completely flush. And then all hell breaks loose. Firstly, Herb probably should have stopped the contest after the mouthpiece had come out, but he didn't, and Bisping ate a huge flying knee as a result, which basically put him unconscious, at least for a brief second. But Herb insisted this wasn't the case, that Bisping wasn't out, and that the fight should continue, which as an Englishman I very much appreciate, but unfortunately that wasn't exactly true. Two fuck-ups don't make a right, and Silver bloody thought the fight was over and started i would celebrate. There's no doubt this was an unfortunate, chaotic situation, definitely one of the spur-of-the-moment improvisational calls you have to make when you agree to ref at the highest level of MMA. It's not easy. It's just that he then doubled down on his mistakes afterwards saying that there was an exchange taking place so he didn't stop the action. Which, I mean, isn't really true. Bisping literally pushed Anderson away to create the space and stop the attack so he could get his mouthpiece back. Granted, it's not his call when that happens. Protect yourself at all times in that. And Herb Flat out said Bisping didn't go unconscious when he basically did. Again, the speed. At which this all takes place makes it hard to pass judgment, but his comments after the fact definitely overreaching. Number seven, Rebin Saber Oliveira versus Dolby. Alright, on to some more questionable calls. Cowboy Oliveira has long been a staple of the UFC roster, and when he fought Nicholas Dolby at Fight Night in Denmark, we were to a pretty darn good fight. It was close, though, and the third round was basically going to decide it all. One minute in, Oliveira secured an excellent takedown along the fence. Two minutes go by, Cowboy is controlling well, landing elbows from half-guard, certainly dominating the all-important final round, until, for literally no fathomable reason, other than perhaps this is an event in Denmark, and ref Saber seemed incredibly green, but he decided to stand the men. I mean, to be fair, the crowd was booing, but that's because their hometown guy was pretty much getting smashed, not because there was any lack of action. And as a ref, that shouldn't really sway you either way. The UFC commentary team immediately lambasted the ref. Heck, even the Danish commentary also apparently disagreed with the stand-up. And to make matters worse, Dolby would go on to win the final round and the fight, and he showed pretty much no signs of being able to get back to the feet without the official's help either. This kind of also happened when Rumble Johnson fought Vitor Belfort, you know, after he'd like missed weight three times at 170, went up to 85, missed weight again, and then just laid on Vitor for four out of the five minutes they fought at UFC 142. Dan I kept standing them up, but everyone was kind of cool with it. I think fans were pretty much done with Rumble's antics at that point. Number six, Big John McCarthy, Tito versus Mezca 1. Before Tito started his whole macho man feud with Ken Shamrock he beat up on one of his boys at UFC 19. Guy Mezga was his name and he was a prodigy of Ken's gym, the lion's den who were all apparently well-armed. But Tito had actually lost to Guy in his second ever MMA fight at UFC 13. Tito had TKO'd Wes Albritton in 30 seconds and then in the second round met Mezga. After one minute Tito had sprawled out Guy and was dropping some thunderous knees to his dome. For a second there the commentators shouted that Guy had even tapped as the shots kept coming down and suddenly Big John jumped in and most people Thought he was ending the contest. I mean Guy had taken some serious unanswered team punishment damage. John walked Guy over to his corner and Tito went over to his. He was even celebrating the win with his team, but it wasn't over. Big John just wanted to check the massive gashes now on the side of Mezga's head. Okay, so it's not a TKO when it perhaps should have been, but then they restarted the fight on the feet instead of the near ground and pound ending position Tito had Guy in just minutes before. 30 seconds later, Tito shot for a takedown and got caught in a guillotine. Yeah, I would have been pissed too. Maybe not enough to wear that t-shirt though. Number five, the entire concept of yellow cards. Okay, this is a bit of a controversial one, this one. Not just because it isn't a specific example like the rest on this list, but also because I know a lot of you enjoyed the yellow card aspect of organizations like Pride. But let's think about this from a fighter's perspective. If you don't know, if you were deemed to be stalling the action, then you would be issued a yellow card, which was basically a warning, but also deducted 10% of your fight purse. Now, I get why this incentivizes fighters. I mean, obviously, who wants to lose money? But, you know, do you not think it's a bit harsh? I mean, aside from the obvious manipulation of the system by whoever the fuck is running, in the event, obviously not the Yakuza, right? And the fact that they could theoretically just dock your pay while you're in the ring multiple times if necessary. I mean, imagine working your ass off to secure a takedown or trying to isolate a limb for a submission and then you just start dropping bags. Imagine if that was an option in any other sport. Forget about fighting where your life is also on the line, by the way. But if there aren't enough goals being scored in football or a basketball team is stalling out the game, there'd be loads of them. I guess that's actually not a good example as those athletes are overpaid compared to MMA where, oh yeah, you also barely make enough money as it is a ref pulling out a yellow card was just a big fuck you and there wasn't anything the fighters could do about it number four joel alberto Barreto, gordo versus taylor tooley Out of all of the UFCs, obviously UFC 1 was the most chaotic, had the least amount of rules, and was also probably the most confusing. Not just for fans at home, apparently, also for the refs. The Gracies put together the UFC to show off how badass Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was, and in order to do that, they were really all about that no time limits and no stoppages life. It had been kind of a similar format in their Gracie Challenges series. Horian had himself expressed to the refs that the fight could only be finished if it was a KO, a towel being thrown, or a tap out. And he chose two of the best Brazilian Vale Tudo refs at the time, Joel Alberto Begeto and Helio Vigio, both of who went on to be red belts in BJJ and, like I said, had been refing no-holds-bards fights in Vale Tudo. But Baheto, unfortunately, didn't exactly do as he was told. In the very first UFC fight ever, Gerard Gordo plummeted his foot into the face of sumo wrestler Tila Tuli's face. Blood and teeth went everywhere. Begeto stopped the fight. Now, obviously, it's UFC 1. This shit is crazy. Some dudes just had his molars launched further than Whitney Houston's I Will Love You rose at the top of the charts that year, but they weren't supposed to be any ref stoppages and what did boheto do he stopped the fight he later justified it by saying the hawaiian fighter got kicked in the face by the dutch fighter and lost his teeth he was so bloody i stopped the fight okay cool but dude you were specifically asked not to do that either way tule wanted to continue but it was already too late the fight had been stopped although for the life of me i can never understand why they can't just restart the contest in a situation like that i mean both men wanted to continue but no and oh i bet horian was pissed Number three, Dan Mergliata, MVP versus Keeley. Mergaliata has become a staple in MMA, then he definitely overstepped his boundaries during Bellator 227. Now, we all know MVP likes to get inside the head of his opponents even before the fight, so after 60 seconds of an action and a few cheeky taunts, Keeley just couldn't resist flipping MVP the bird. Which, of course, came with a stern head teacher-like warning from Dan, who stopped the action to explain to both chaps that there'll be none of that nonsense here. MVP basically continued to clown on Keeley even when he was on top landing ground a pound, and boy, did Big Dan not like that. As MVP imitated taking a selfie because, why wouldn't he, Dan immediately called Time stood him up and he took a point and even told Michael, you'll lose this fight with me if you keep playing games. You hear me? Right. Understood, mate. Okay, guess I'll just KO this dude. But even after the bell, Murgliata could be heard calling MVP a fucking piece of shit. He took to MMA fighting to apologize after the fact, but come on, Dan, a dude can't even take a selfie in the cage anymore. Some of you might be upset, calling it bad sportsmanship. But yeah, Dan really overstepped on this one. One of the more ridiculous calls I've seen. I mean, he took a point. Think about all the other shit people get away with. Number two Steve Masagati Jones vs Hamill Shazam! And the Maz strikes again. In all seriousness, taking a few shots at Mazagati just seems unnecessary at this point. Guy's had all the chances to explain some of the questionable calls he's made over the years. And, uh, well, he's not exactly done a very good job. But this one definitely sticks in a lot of people's minds. And yeah, mate, it was a pretty big overreach. To be fair, what John Jones did to Matt Hamill was illegal. No, not the merciless beating he put on him for four minutes. They both signed that contract. I mean, the illegal 12-6 to 6 elbows he started dropping on him. Because at that point, he'd basically already hit him with everything else. Now, to be fair, he throws two. Steve shouts no, John, that's an illegal elbow, whoa, whoa, Was two more land, and then he stops the action. Like, that's not the bad part. That was good work, man. He immediately stood John up and took a point. I mean, you could argue he deserves a warning and not a point, but I guess the Maz looked at Matt's face, who now looked like a sad vampire in true blood, and figured, well, he had to do something after those illegal shots. But in truth, the damage was already done. Those illegal elbows didn't exactly contribute to the state Matt was in. So when Mazagai decided to wave off the fight, it wasn't exactly to anyone's surprise. Even Rogan and Goldberg went back and forth talking about the damage already done, and his nose being smashed it. Goldberg even called him 10-0, but it was announced Steve Mazagati had called a stop to the contest due to illegal elbows and that Johnny Bones Jones was disqualified. I honestly don't know what fight Steve was watching as he circled those two for five minutes, but that damage kept building and building. Those elbows didn't stop the fight. It was already long done. To stretch that to a DQ loss for John, well, everyone was pretty surprised. Heck, even a no contest would have made way more sense. Dana tried for years to get it overturned, but he had no luck, and it's still John's only official loss on his MMA record. Number 1. Some Russian breath. So I couldn't actually find the name of this guy or either of the fighters. You know, in MMA social media, let's face it, usually Kapoza just throws you a bone and some of the most random and crazy shit you've seen pops up on your timeline. Well, this was basically that. In Russia, apparently, these two lads met for a fight. It was over in one punch, quite well set up actually. And as the other TKO fighter rose from the mat, he, let's face it, as many have done in the past, started chasing a double leg on the referee. Now, in this situation, most refs are able to control the fighter, calm them down, or heck, even take the shot and lower yourself to the mat. Those are all normal things to do. This ref, however, um, well, overreached is a total understatement. Not only did he slap on a guillotine, but he literally cranks the thing to high heaven to, you know, just make sure he goes back to sleep. One time a night is apparently not enough. And after he's good and unconscious, he just walks away with the most smug look of pleasure on his face, apparently having done a good night's work, which I mean, yeah, I guess if your job is being the Grinch at Christmas, you have done. The ref is not only supposed to help protect these fighters, but if a situation like this occurs, it's pretty out there to decide to choke the guy back up unconscious. We don't know much about it, but definitely one of the biggest ref overreaches of all time. Shout out to Ben Rosette and the excellent music he provided during the intro video. His music can be found on streaming platforms everywhere. There is a link in the description and follow him at Ben Rosette on Instagram and on Twitter. A shout out to today's video editor, Thomas Walsh. You can follow him on Instagram at bigbeat.com visual thank you very much for watching everyone today please go ahead and like and subscribe if you did enjoy the content we upload at least three videos every week for your viewing pleasure go ahead and leave a comment below if you want to join in the discussion and follow us on twitter at mma on point and myself at balian underscore plays you can now jump in and join the community discord as well if you want to continue the discussion further and i hope you've enjoyed yourselves i'll see you in the next one